Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and it is Tuesdays on Wednesday today. More, uh, more tough scheduling for us, Stu. We're, we're, we're awfully busy fellows. That's right. That's right. Or, or at least you are. I, if I'm being honest, I, I had time. It's because <laughs> Stu's so busy in important conferences, watching everything that's going on in the markets, meeting with key business leaders all across Canada, virtually in a safe space, even though he's vaccinated. Yep, but, 100%. Uh, and anything interesting you've attended recently? Uh, well, we've been doing uh, this time of year, a lot of boards are doing uh, some strategic offsites and things like this. So, uh, you know, thankfully for us, they often invite us in uh, to kind of give the perspective of a shareholder, uh, you know, about about what we're seeing in the environment, how we're thinking about their business, uh, you know, increasingly these involve ESG discussions, but also you know, the focus on operations, uh, M&A that might be taking place in the environment and our thoughts about that and you know, how to kind of maximize the per share value of the business over a long period of time. Uh, many of our companies ask us about, you know, the role of private equity because that's uh, gaining steam and, uh, you know, these are deep pocketed individuals that they have to compete against. So we have discussions around that, but, um, you know, a lot on the ESG front for sure, uh, you know, everything that's going on in carbon, we had the big announcement this morning of, amongst the producers in Alberta about about how we need to get to net zero by 2050 and and carbon capture uh, is going to play a big role in that. Uh, you know, people ask about, you know, kind of government's uh, role in that uh, and, and we'll see. But, um, you know, I think financial markets are going to be really the big uh, disciplinarian uh, in terms of providing capital above and beyond what might take place from a regulatory standpoint, because we're just seeing so much focus uh, on not just from an equity standpoint, but bondholders and, and all sorts of things, you're really uh, affecting how capital is going to flow around the, the economy. And, and we want to make sure our businesses are on you know, the right side of that, that the balance sheets are well positioned, that they're doing what's necessary so that the cash flows are there for a very long period of time. So those have been some of the big uh, discussions in the last week. It is always a bit of a slower time, but um, you know, we've had a couple of bank CEO meetings, uh, you know, all, all, uh, all good things. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been a busy time. Wow. Hobnobbing with the biggest and the best. That's uh, Stu Kedwell's life. <laughs> but, uh, so, so we, we, we've, uh, we veered off uh, just in full transparency, Stu and I usually consult for at least a couple of minutes before we get on the tape about what we're going to talk about uh, so that, uh, so that neither of us crosses each other up. Uh, so we were, we were going to go in a, in a different direction than the way we've gone, but, but, but let's continue along this path, Stu, uh, if, if, if you're open to it. Um, ESG itself and, and talking about how this is a, a, a big part of the discussion um, certainly in, in, in Canada with, with, with what we have in terms of, um, you know, mining, energy stocks, et cetera, um, and, and, and concerns there. As a portfolio manager, in, in terms of ESG, do, do you view ESG in any way as a constraint or, or do you really view this as, as, as something that's really positive and that, and that is part of a better risk management? Uh, not not just for you in terms of the money that you manage, but for the for the companies that you're you're working with. Uh, well, it, I think it's going to be a positive for sure, longer term. Like we have taken the route of engagement, right? So just yeah, like the discussion yeah. that we've talked about, like 
we're in with the businesses and and we want to seat at the table to understand about you know how they're going to meet uh, the increasing needs that uh, you know that society is is kind of putting on them which you know, we think is the right way to go um, you know there's others that are just divesting and uh, we're not we're not part of that camp you know when uh, like last year like we had this uh, discussion with one of the energy companies last week and you know, so last year, when you had to deal with the combination of a decline in demand with a kind of a tsunami of disve- a dis- disinvestment, it was extremely hard on the share prices. And, and you know, we're only human. Like it's, people can look at share prices and say, well, you know, that doesn't reflect very highly on the future of this business. But it was really the combination of those two things. And, and we think that the shareholder basis have, have significantly changed hands so that you know, the people that own the businesses now are here for the future game plan, which is going to involve, you know, how do we reduce uh, the carbon footprints of these businesses? Um, but, um, you know, that, so that's the approach that we take. We, we see it as a positive, uh, you know, how do we understand how the terminal value of the business can be protected and grown over time um, and, uh, you know, support these management teams. And it's not just carbon. Um, you know, we've had these businesses, uh, you know, we have investments and, in, and a company that's removing their coal generation and switching to natural gas and, and investing in renewables. We have this in uh, you know meat processing where we have uh, you know new non-meat protein businesses. You know, we have all sorts of investments where uh, you know we want to understand uh, you know how can we you know, tilt the business to benefit for the future. And there's a significant overlap with many of the ESG uh, issues that um, that uh, we talk about day to day. And, uh, and, and, and just because I forgot to do it at the front end again, and for anyone who's a, who's a new listener, and hopefully go back and listen to a, a lot of great insights that Stu has, uh, but, but Stu has this, this seat at the table because he is the, uh, the co-head of North American Equities at RBC Global Asset Management. Uh, so Stu oversees billions of dollars uh, in, in, in client investments, and, and, and because of his background and reputation, he has the opportunity to, as he says, engage companies. Um, in a way uh, that, again, is, is helpful for uh, his his investors, and and his insights are are helpful in uh, in guiding uh, decision making for those companies, or or at least the understanding of that. Is that is that is that a good way of saying it, or would would you have a better way of describing it? No, I think that's I think that's fair. Like uh, you know, we're we're fortunate, and and a lot of management teams look at us and say. You know, we don't always have the exact same objectives, but they're quite similar, right? We want to see the. Yeah, yeah. We want to see the business do well over time. Uh, we want to understand, you know, the, the business is going to generate capital. What is it going to do with it? How much should they give back to us? How much should they retain? What are they going to invest the, the capital into? What type of returns are they going to get? Um, and those are the exact same things that uh, are going on at the boardroom table. And uh, you know, we try and think about the business uh, in a scenario-based approach, which we think is the way management thinks about the business. Um, you know, there's no CEO that doesn't know that occasionally some bad things are going to happen to their business, and yeah, and uh, we want to know that they're prepared in advance for those. So, you know, we try and have uh, you know discussions that um, you know that they find worthwhile and show that um, you know, we're both on the same page. You know, we want to compound our capital over long periods of time for the benefit of our unit holders to get them to their goals. And you know, I think most CEOs respect that. Yeah, no, re- really, uh, really interesting insight on, uh, on on part of the process behind the scenes for uh, for investors. So, uh, thanks for uh, uh, for for letting me take you down this path. And uh, and then just for the the listeners of the podcast, 
wow, you've got to come back next Tuesday uh, for the exciting topic we were going to cover today because it, it really <laughs> is uh, it really is an awesome one, isn't it, Sue? They're always awesome, Dave. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Stu, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Great. Take care.